0: Welcome back to Climbing Thy Mountain, a podcast chronicling the rise of Liberty Athletics through the eyes of those who witnessed it. In today's final episode, Liberty Athletics director Ian McCaw joins us to talk about his tenure here and to look towards the future of Liberty Athletics. Let's send it to the studio as host Joshua Lepowski sits down with McCaw. And welcome back into Climbing Thy Mountain, a podcast chronicling the rise of Liberty Athletics through the eyes of those who witnessed it. Josh Lepowski here with you. And unfortunately, we've come to the end. This is the last episode of this podcast. It's been a ton of fun with you, but I have a really special guest for the final episode of this podcast. And that is a Liberty Athletics director. Ian McCaw is in the studio with us here today. So, Ian, to start it off, just thank you for joining us here today. Yeah,
1: Josh, great to be with you and uh, certainly exciting time to talk Liberty Athletics.
0: Yes, absolutely. So, Ian, to start it off. You know, if I would have told you in 2016 when you came here, I mean, let's list off all the accomplishments somebody had in their time here. Three straight bowl wins. You've beaten Virginia Tech, BYU, beaten Arkansas, beaten Baylor. Basketball has gone to the NCAA tournament uh, twice. Would have been three years in a row if not for COVID. Mm -hmm. Uh, Three straight regionals for baseball. Of course, the COVID year mixed in there as well. All the success softball has had. I mean, just every sport, you look at everything that has happened. Tell me, you know, what would you have said to me if I would have told you when you came here all this is going to happen in your first five, six years?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure I would have believed all of those things would have happened. You know, we, we knew we had a, a compelling vision and uh, uh, we had great potential. The university uh, supports the athletic program extremely well and um but we are just we're way ahead of schedule and uh, that's just a credit to our coaches our our student athletes our staff Uh, we've been really blessed with uh, great people and god has shown us a lot of favor and some really special things have happened but uh it would certainly not have been something you could have predicted back in in 2016.
0: absolutely so you know you talked about you know how you love the vision you saw a lot of potential and liberty here So tell me, what do you feel has been the biggest place of growth in Liberty Athletics in your time here? Because when you came here, you know, Liberty, it was right before the move was going to be made from FCS to FBS – And, you know, basketball, you know, on the men's side, you know, it was right before their run. It was right before everything started to really take off when Mm -hmm. you came here. So where do you think has been the biggest place of growth in your time here and what's facilitated that?
1: Yeah, you mentioned a couple. Uh, Obviously, the move from FCS to FBS was it was huge. That put us on a new uh, playing field and then moving from the Big South Conference to the ASUN and now Conference USA. So those those moves have all been been really big uh, leverage points for us. But I think what we do really well, and I think is really our secret sauce, if you will, is student-athlete development. Um, we do a really good job of developing our, our student-athletes athletically, uh, academically, spiritually, socially, and just the way we pour into them, develop them, build a strong culture, and uh, help them develop to, to become the best version of themselves. I think that's what really separates us from uh, a lot of other uh, programs.
0: So, you know, you, you talk about the vision a little bit here earlier, and, you know, Um, when you think about the fact that your team is facilitating the vision, the original vision of the university, you know, you are the guy that's here at Liberty. That's the athletic director when a lot of the stuff that, you know, Dr. Jerry Falwell Sr. said would happen years ago. You know, you're the athletic director that's here when that happens. How does that make you feel? And kind of what type of. Comments do you hear from your coaches, your student athletes, um, uh, regarding that reality that you have in front of you?
1: Yeah, you know, it's very humbling. It's also very inspiring, and I think we've used that, uh, Coach Friesen in particular, has used that to. Uh, to inspire his team as we've prepared for games like BYU to, to really talk about the vision and, and and what's unfolded over the last 40 to 50 years of Liberty to put, put ourselves in a position where they have a chance to go and really uh, walk in the vision that Dr. Falwell cast so many years ago. And and uh, certainly it's not limited to football. You look at what field hockey's doing, basketball, go, go right across our all of our sports, baseball, softball. Um, we're becoming a... Uh, a national brand and a program that's having success on on a national scale.
0: Now, how do you keep that vision in perspective as your time at Liberty goes on? Because it's obvious it's important that, well, it's important to the university when you see just looking around, even not from an athletic perspective, just from a university perspective, you see how important that um, the vision of Dr. Falwell was to the initial starting of this university and also just to where this university is now. So how do you keep that vision in perspective and how important is that to you guys to kind of keep yourself grounded in that.
1: Yeah, well, that, that was the vision we cast uh, when we arrived back in 2016 was a uh, threefold vision to train champions for Christ, provide high quality student athlete experience, and achieve victory with integrity. And so that is our our vision. And then we built out a strategic plan to, to execute uh, and achieve that vision. So we've been, been very strategic in terms of how we've gone about it, but we keep that in front of our uh, staff and department. I mentioned every time I speak to our department staff well, what our vision is and what we're uh, uh, pursuing each and every day, and uh, to their credit, they've really embraced it and um, uh, have executed extremely well.
0: So, you know, keeping in mind with Fallwell's vision again, we saw that come to life during the BYU game here a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, as we're recording this, we're recording this on November 8th, so we're talking, you know, just a few days after the Arkansas win, and we're seeing Virginia Tech come to town here here very shortly as well. So, you know, take me through what that moment and the Arkansas moment too, what that was like for you as an athletic director from your perspective, because it was a huge deal. Hugh Freeze outright said in the pre in his speech to players during the week, "This is the biggest game in program history." Before mm-hmm. the BYU game, and he said after the Arkansas win, "That's the biggest mm-hmm. win in program history." So, you know, tell me, take me through what those moments were like as an athletic director to be able to see the team that see them playing with the best of the best in college football
1: yeah you know the BYU game was really a uh, you know historic emotional uh, game for all the reasons you mentioned that was a, a team that Dr. Falwell you know likened uh Liberty would want to pursue in terms of uh, being a faith-based institution, competes at the highest level. And uh, there's some memories from that game that I'll never forget. The uh, We played the, pr- the video pregame kind of with some clips from Dr. Falwell, and uh, uh, I thought that was really a, uh, very emotional. And then having Jonathan Falwell pray before the game and the big ovation he received from not just Liberty fans but BYU fans. You don't often get that big an ovation after a pregame prayer. And um, and then the fans uh, rushing the field after the game. Obviously, there are a lot of students, but there are a lot of longtime fans there as well, and just a great celebration. So, just uh, the, just very gratifying to be part of that moment. And then, you know, uh, the amazing part is two weeks later, than to go to Arkansas and play in an SEC stadium. Very hard to win an SEC stadium, and uh, you know, playing a really good football team, and uh, you know, probably the best. Uh, performance during during my tenure uh, at Liberty and coach freeze and staff did a great job the team just played incredibly hard and uh, came out with uh, a huge win so um, Liberty fans are riding pretty high right now but uh, uh, again we're really grateful for uh, the great work of our coaches and student athletes
0: best performance and best performance in your tenure at Liberty you call that Arkansas game well Mm -hmm. I mean I you know I can't disagree with that that was a that was a great performance so you know Ian one of the things about liberty that strikes me is there's a lot of staying power amongst coaches here and that's not just a modern thing that's been a thing for years i mean i had, I had Brand bolsma on the show here a few weeks ago and he was uh, um and he was here for decades and you know i mean it's it's a place that coaches come and they stay where sometimes programs at liberty's level that g5 level it's kind of a stopgap to a bigger school for some coaches. But for a lot of coaches, this is where people come, stay, and, and, and make their careers out of. What do you think makes Liberty such a special place and makes coaches want to come and stay rather than just come and just, you know, be here for a little bit? Yeah, if
1: if the coaches come here for the right reasons and really embrace our, our mission, um, we're going to give them, you know, all the support and resources to be successful. So it's a great um it's a great career situation, and uh, it's very uh, family friendly. It's it's uh, um, again the the purpose is bigger than just uh, winning winning games. You're you're uh, training champions for Christ. You're pouring into student athletes spiritually, and that is not uh, encouraged or even permitted at at many campuses. So uh, it's a unique environment, but. Um, and then, obviously, if you're able to have success, then then that makes it all that more attractive. So, uh, it is this is a, a destination for many of our coaches, and uh, uh, that's uh, that helps us to create the the kind of culture we want.
0: Now, when you look for coaches to run your programs, you know what are the types of qualities you're looking for in them? You know, through the interview process, through the research, you know, all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. I mean, finding a coach is a process in a lot of sports, and so. What are you looking for in these people?
1: Yeah, generally in time we hire, we look for, for character, competence, and chemistry. Um, you know, character and competence speak for themselves. Chemistry is really fit. People have fit liberty, fit, fit our mission. And... Uh, um, so, you know, we need, uh, we need coaches, again, who, are, who have good X and O skills, who, who um, are good recruiters, who fit our mission. And then the other thing we've really adopted as a mantra in our department is humble, hungry, smart. We like people who are humble. We like people who are hungry, really driven. And we like people who are smart, both uh, intelligent and good, good people skills. So um, if you can put all that whole package together, um, that really uh, aligns well with what we're looking for.
0: So, you know, keeping in line with the coaches, you place a large emphasis on relationships with your coaches. You know, how do you develop those relationships as time goes on, particularly with the fact that there are some coaches that you inherited when you came here to Liberty? Not everybody that that is coaching here was someone that you hired. I mean, Coach McKay and Coach Green in basketball particularly are the two two big ones. Those are the ones that you inherited, and uh, I believe there's probably a couple more um, as well. But, you know, how do you develop relationships with those coaches, and, and how do you develop that trust factor? between those because when when a new athletic director comes in sometimes head coaches they'll get a little wary of that because mm-hmm. they know you know their leash probably gets a little shorter when a new ad comes in so how do you develop those relationships and develop that trust
1: yeah uh, obviously uh, i'm a, uh, a servant leader so i view my job is to serve our coaches to help them be successful and help uh, our student athletes be successful so um, if they see me uh, serving them, supporting them, and being consistent, if I can do those things well, then that's uh, that's going to take us a long way in terms of having a really good relationship. But, you know, we do have, uh, we call it a, a high support, high challenge environment in the athletic department. I mean, we, we provide a lot of resources uh, to our programs to be successful. And uh, with that, we expect them to perform well. So if you like a high support, high challenge environment, Liberty is the right place for you. Um, some people don't necessarily um, want that uh, type of environment, and, and so this might not be the best situation. But if, if you want a high level of support and a high level of challenge, this is uh, this is a place where a coach is going to thrive.
0: Wow. So now let me move to another coach that's not a, not under the umbrella of athletics. This coach is under the umbrella of club sports, Coach Handy. And mm-hmm. I have I've developed a relationship with him because over at The Light, we broadcast their game. Mm-hmm. So I developed a relationship with him, and he's told me about how – now he reports directly to you mm-hmm. as, as the club sports athletic director. So tell me about how the relationship between you two kind of evolved over time and how that came about to where it became to him reporting directly to you and the relationship you guys have built.
1: Yeah, well, Kirk Handy, first of all, great hockey coach and and does a tremendous job leading our, our club sports programs and really a, a leader who I, uh, I admire just the way he conducts himself, the way he uh, – um, and builds relationships uh, around campus, does a, a tremendous job with, with all those things. But, yeah, we've really, um, again, in addition to having a really good personal relationship, um, we've built a lot of synergy between um NC Athletics and Club Sports, and uh, that was not always the case at, at Liberty, and we really find w- ways to partner and be creative and, and uh, work well together where we can support one another, and uh, you know those synergies, I think, have benefited um, all of us, and uh, we've learned from one another, so it's been a, a really great partnership.
0: So what potential do you see in club sports as time goes on? Because you talked about how you develop synergy. What potential do you see? Because sometimes you'll see a lot of programs, and this is not wrong per se. Sometimes NCAA athletics would be like, that's their thing over there. I'll let mm-hmm. them do their thing, and I'll stay over here and do my thing. But you're staying involved with them. What's the potential you see in that?
1: Well, you know, f- potential certainly. Uh, Liberty's club sports program to my knowledge, is best in the country. I mean, I, don't, I can't think of another school that, you know, resources and supports its club sports programs and has club sports programs that compete, you know, at the national level in so many different uh, uh, disciplines as, as we do. So we have a tremendous program in place right now. And, again, uh, great people, great coaches, uh, over 700 uh, club sports student athletes who are having a great experience. So um, it's, uh, it's really a program to be uh, emulated by, by
0: others. So what do you hope to see in the future of club sports? Because, you know, club sports is already pretty good as it is now. What's your anticipation for the future of club sports? And as that relationship with you and Handy continues to evolve over time? Because, I mean, he's he's going to be here for a very long time continuing into the future. And I see you smile and you're very happy about that. So what do you hope to see in the future of club sports? And And how do you hope that the relationship between the NCAA sports and the club sports kind of Gets closer as time goes on.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, again, sustaining uh, excellence and uh, providing a really good experience for our, our club sports student athletes. And again, I think one of the things that that's been been good is as we've. Um, each developed kind of some different initiatives we learned from each other and uh, you know we're doing more things um, kind of in creative services nutrition and and uh, kirk has, has added similarly where he's got a really good uh, social media team working with uh, club sports now and and uh, so I think again it's it's been a situation where uh, you know in proverbs 2717 it says iron sharpens iron so one man sharpens another and I think it's been NC athletics and club sports have both sharpened each other as they They've uh, developed those synergies over the years.
0: So, you know, now we're going to move on to talking about the move to Conference USA here. And, you know, you talked in Liberty or in previous interviews about how this is going to be a step up in competition. And how, as an athletic department, are you preparing for the fact that that's going to be a step up in competition?
1: Great question, and and so we literally had, and we, we called them Conference USA preparedness meetings with each of our head coaches and the sport administrator and myself, sat down and just talked about the changes, um, everything from travel to uh, again, competitive level to resource commitment to just the things we need to have in place to, to compete in Conference USA because it is going to be different. And in virtually every sport, um, it's going to be a higher level of competition from an RPI standpoint. And, uh, you know, we need to be prepared for that. We, have again, got, have some different uh, travel uh, logistics than we've had in the past. So we've looked at um, every area and uh, feel like we're uh, positioning our programs to step right in and compete for championships, and that will be our, our expectation year one.
0: So in spite of that transition, Liberty Athletics is still finding tremendous success in the interim. You know, we've talked a lot about football, the success of other sports like softball, baseball, basketball, all those sports. You know, how are you balancing trying to compete well in this time frame while also trying to make sure that you're preparing for Conference USA? Because, you know, that can be a bit of a, a bit of a challenge at times because you're trying to. You're 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 kind of trying to 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 do two things at once.
1: Yes, yeah, good question. Again, we're we're um you know we're focused on our last year in the, in the ASUN conference and uh, our aspiration again is to have every team competing for a championship in the ASUN this year. And and thus far we've uh, we've had a good start to the to the year. Um, and then as as we mentioned, I mean we also have national aspirations for for our programs as well, where we start to you know make some noise on the national scale. So uh, I think that will really enable a smooth transition into conference U.S because, again, our we have winning programs, we have strong cultures, and uh, both those things will translate well.
0: So Conference USA, they've made some additions. You know, Liberty announced they were joining, I believe it was around a year-ish ago around, and uh, so they've made some additions. Dallas Baptist is joining as an affiliate member for baseball, which is going to add to an already pretty mm-hmm. good baseball conference. Kennesaw State going to be joining in 2024 you expect to see any more schools join the conference or do you feel the current lineup is set for the time frame?
1: Yeah, Josh, I'm really pleased with uh, the current 10. I think that works out really well. I think that's a good number and uh, gives us 18 games in basketball. We'll still play uh, eight games in, in football. And uh, I like the add of, of Kennesaw. We've developed a good rivalry with them and uh, the Atlanta market's uh, an important one from, from a recruiting standpoint uh, for us as well. So those are good additions. Dallas Baptist, obviously a national program in and baseball and uh conference usa will have really strong baseball but I'm, I'm really happy with where we are at 10 i expect that we'll be announcing uh, our new television contract fairly soon that's going to provide some tremendous exposure for uh for our program and the entire conference so uh, i really feel good about the direction of conference usa right now and again it also opens up some doors for us from a football standpoint that we haven't had and uh, as the college football playoff expands and uh you know the opportunity to compete for um the group of five birth in uh, that we we haven't had to date, um, you know, gives us some possibilities if uh, we can continue to have success in football.
0: So beyond that big move to Conference USA, what do you feel is the next big move for Liberty to make that step in the future? Because you talked about earlier, you said you have national aspirations as a program. You know, you don't want to just be one of the top group of five programs you anticipate would love to make the jump to a power five at some point in the future and would love to compete for national championships in multiple sports so tell me what do you feel is the next big step towards that and kind of do you have a timeline for, for any of that sort of stuff at this moment? Yeah, you know,
1: so, you know, we're still a young university. We've just turned uh, 50 years old and we're competing in an environment where schools are, you know, 150, 200 years old for the most part. So, you know, we're still making our mark, but you know, we've we've had a very rapid acceleration as I mentioned earlier going from Big South, A Sun Conference, USA, so we've we're in a third conference in uh, in 5 years and uh, that's a very rapid ascent. Um, and so we'll have to see where, where we go from here. But uh, we certainly uh, feel like we have a lot of upside given our facilities and our resources. You know, we do have Power 5 potential. I don't know how quickly that could happen, but uh, that, that certainly is something uh, long-term that uh, that we have uh, the capability of doing. So, again, our our, uh, our uh, job right now is to take one step at a time and continue to, to succeed where, where we're planted and uh continue to advance our our programs uh, on a national scale
0: you know last question for you here ian you know i mean you're obviously very much you know you're you're a one step of a time at a time kind of a leader as i can tell you're you're a guy you you don't like to look too far ahead you want to try to focus on you know let's let's be as good as we can be in the moment and let's you know work towards the future as that happens but Mm -hmm. do you have an ultimate goal that you want Liberty to be in the future? You know, what's your vision for here's where I want Liberty to be. And here's what I want Liberty to look like, you know, X amount of years from now, you know, what, what, what do you want it to look like?
1: Yeah. So again, we try to, um
0: uh, we
1: try to be very strategic, and so we built a five-year plan, and we've recently modified our five-year plan. And so we, we do kind of look at in, in five-year increments of where we want to be. And so I think this first five years that, that we just finished up here recently, we've had tremendous growth, tremendous progress. I think what we can look for maybe in that next five-year increment is a program that really uh, thrives in Conference USA across a lot of different sports, continues to have a little bit more success on a national scale, and uh, maybe makes a couple breakthroughs to the point where, you know, we have opportunities to, uh, to really do some special things uh, uh, on a national platform. And that's, that's ultimately a great way to – this, again, I think goes back to Dr. Falwell's vision. That goes back to kind of branding the university on a national scale like Notre Dame has done for, uh, through athletics, like BYU has done through athletics and many other programs because it's – that's ultimately what an athletic program does. It builds your brand on a national scale and people around the country are talking about Liberty right now after beating Arkansas, and and uh, hopefully they'll have a few more opportunities to do that in the future.
0: Well, Ian, thank you so much for coming in today. We really appreciate it, and uh, thank you for, for capping off this podcast, Climbing That Mountain, The Rise of Liberty Athletics, and folks, thank you so much to you all for, uh, for tuning into this episode for, uh, you know, Ian, once again, thank you so very much for coming in.
1: Thanks, Josh. Appreciate
0: it. Well, folks, thank you so much for tuning into uh, this episode of climbing that mountain. Thank you so much for tuning into, uh, this podcast. Uh, this was, uh, this was a senior project for me, but it was, uh, it was exciting to just, you know, be able to learn about Liberty athletics throughout way before I came here and uh, just learn about how much it means to people and all that sort of stuff. So thank you so much for tuning in folks, folks. We hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of Climbing Thy Mountain. Special thanks to Associate Athletics Director for Communications Todd Wetmore and Executive Assistant for Director of Athletics Kim Newton for helping set up this interview. Special thanks also to Liberty Athletics and Club Sports for allowing the usage of their photos on social media. Thank you once again for tuning into this special series on the rise of Liberty Athletics through the eyes of those who witnessed it.